Welcome back to our third segment of today's show, Solid Steps Radio. Hey, if you are just joining us and you want to hear more of what we're talking about, which we're talking about the book Wild at Heart, and uh, there's three main aspects of Wild at Heart. Uh, do I have what it takes? Uh, a, no, a battle to fight, a, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. That's kind of the three of the big points of this book, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Uh, we're talking today about a beauty to rescue, but if you want to hear anything we've talked about on the past three shows or any shows we've ever done, you can go to Facebook, you can go to SoundCloud, or you can go to iTunes, and you just type in Solid Steps Radio. You'll see our show come up, and you can hear all of our shows commercial-free and uh, forward these along to anyone else. And you can also go to furtherstoministries.org and check out what Kurt's doing in the ministry and, and any kind of future events. So, uh, guys, he writes in here, when a man withholds himself from his woman, he leaves her without the life only he can bring. And, Bert, you were talking about you know, in the break and, and actually earlier in the show that you – you were not the man. I mean, you were wounding your kids, wounding your wife, and, and God, you, you kind of caught yourself. God's grace intervened, yeah. and you began to begin to make things right. Yeah. What did that look yeah. like? Well, the first thing for, for me, guys, was I, I had to realize I was broken and I was wounded and I was hurting. Boy, that's a tough one to swallow for a man, mm. that he is broken that he doesn't have what it takes. But once I realized that, I had, I, I had a relationship with Christ, believe it or not, and I, and I went to him and I'm going, rescue me, will you? So, so I went out and I said, I'm gonna fix this one way or the other. You will lead me to someone or I'm gonna fix me. And as I headed out, uh, I found someone that began to at least hear my story. So when I came back to my wife that evening, I asked for total forgiveness. I was as serious as I could be. And she still looked at me with that stone stare like it's to be seen, it's to be walked out. I, I really don't care what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, give me some time, give me some years. And what a lonely place that is for me, let alone I don't know what she was feeling. I mean. Because and what you're saying is you, you went back. I mean, you, there was a contrite spirit. There was a brokenness. And there was a, a work that God was doing. Um, and you go back and say, you know, I need you to forgive me. I am sorry. But she needed time to process that. Much time, Kurt. The time, the time surprised me. We, we were 20 years or better into this one day. And, and I no, finally noticed that when I retched over to touch her hair, she didn't flinch. And I'm going, something's changing in you. She says, honey, I finally unpacked the bag. And I'm going, the bag, what bag? She says, in my heart, I've had a bag packed for 20 plus years and was ready to bail the next time that you didn't come through for me. Wow. 20 years. 20 years. And so in that 20 years, what God was really calling you to was an ongoing, not perfection, right. but an ongoing pathway to fighting for her, yes. not fighting with her. Exactly. And it all had to start with me exposing my heart and saying, forgive me. And, and I, don't, I don't know that it's a matter of age or when you do it. You were talking about your, uh, your pastor that was 90 years old. 
if he had children that were wounded at 90 years old, if he went and just hugged that lady, hugged that son, that daughter, that granddaughter, wow, the things that break off and the quickness of the Holy Spirit coming in and repairing is unbelievable. The Bible says love covers over a multitude of sins. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so, you know, re- really what we're talking about is very, very proactive, intentional love to our girls and to our women in our lives. Jeff, you have thoughts on that? Well, you know, if my wife was here today, she would tell you that she was, uh, was a hider. She knew how to hide. And for the first several years of our marriage, that's exactly what my wife did. She hid in my shadow. We were celebrating our 30th anniversary. It's also 30 years that she and I together have been in ministry. And uh, yet the first several years, she never could find her place. She never knew what her real calling was. And it was, it was an intentional process of me really seeing her, valuing her, calling her out that one day, quite honestly, unlocked the door for her to step in to her role in ministry. And quite honestly, she is an incredible, capable minister, touching lots of lives, making an incredible difference in, um, in a lot of people. And I'm so thankful that God helped me in that because for a long time it was easy to kind of overlook her and ignore her. And she needed to be valued, to be pursued, to be believed in. And when I did that, over time, intentionally, things began to unfold for her. You know, um, Jeff, Eldridge says, a violent man destroys with his words. And, and Bert, that was kind of you. Yeah. And, and what your temptation was, was his next phrase, a silent man starves his wife. And you had to, you had to communicate and speak into her to all that God had made for her to become and to be. Exactly. She needed me to be her champion. She needed me to see her worth and her value. And, and I wasn't really being silent in a passive sense. It just, quite honestly, I was so caught up into my own self and uh, thinking about me and, and, and my ministry and my calling and what I was going to do for God and the difference I was going to make. And she was very faithful to be right by my side, to be a part of the journey and never realizing in my heart that, boy, I was missing something so incredibly valuable in unleashing her in her calling and her role. And many times we'd have the conversation, honey, what is it that you feel called to do? And she would say, I don't know. I don't know. And I had to keep going after that and keep asking and keep pursuing her and saying, honey, there's, there's an equal and just as powerful calling in your life. We need you to discover that. And when she did, it's been a wonderful thing. We have an academy. She's the principal. She really, I consider her a co-pastor with me in the church in many ways. I mean, she just blossomed and bloomed when I kept intentionally pursuing her and calling her out and championing her. So in, in one sense, it's really seeing her potential. Absolutely. And, and, and fertilizing that and watering that and encouraging that and spurring that on inside her to, so that she is this becomes all that God had made her. That's what a beauty to rescue in part is all about. And it's going to surprise you what comes out when you begin to water and nurture and let them be what God has chosen them. I mean, God, the secrets that God has put in our life, 
if we would nourish that in our wives, we have just begun to see. We've been together 39 years now, and I'm telling you what, every day is a new adventure with that same lovely lady that I was so abusive to. God has just changed that. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I mean, because I think the temptation, I think the devil wants us to believe is, okay, I, you know, I've been with her now for this X amount of time, and we, we just we get, get bored. And, in fact, Eldridge talks about you know, the, the, the worst thing that we can do is just go home and turn on the TV. Yeah. And, and then we just, we just miss out yes. on all that this woman is, is yes. and we can experience with her, but we just sit there and on like a bump on log and can watch a TV show. Wow, doing dishes is an adventure. <laughs> it is in my house if you saw my sink right now. <laughs> you know, uh, Chad, in the break, I, I I love what you what you were describing. Yeah, you, know, you and your six boys. Yeah, and you go to kiss your wife. Yeah, we're more Jenna. We're, we're trying to be more intentional about uh, letting the boys see things. Right, seeing us pray together, seeing us do things together, not just for show, but just to see what it, what it looks well, like. And anytime I go to kiss, we go kiss. You can already, when we start walking towards one another, <laughs> you can hear the voices from across the house. Oh, here they go. They're going to kiss. Uh, don't do that. Uh, and, and I know what they're saying. They like that. that. That's them saying they like it. They want it. Yes. That's just the boy wave saying they don't really know how to process that. But in their mind, I know that they want to see mom and dad do that. They want to see dad treating mom like she needs to be treated. And, and I went back to Bert real quick. You mentioned a few shows ago when Bert was on originally, you had a, a sit down. You don't have to go into much, too much detail, but you had a sit down with your grown daughters for some healing. Yes. Yes. How, how old were they? Uh, they were in their 25 to 28 years old. So we're talking years of time here that have passed, and yeah. and how soon did that healing start? Uh, it started right there at that table. Immediately, yeah. Immediately, the tears flowed from all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had we had to even talk to the waitress. Hey, it's okay. I'm not wounding anymore. <laughs> I'm in the healing process, and uh, from that day forward, it's just my daughters began to look act walk around me differently and crave me to come around. it was a welcoming dad come on back now mm. you're safe which means it is never too late yes. to start the healing process you could have grown children walking around and they still want to hear mom or dad come to dad come to them and say i'm sorry uh you are you do have what it takes you yes. are important and that you can be yes. a grown woman a grown man you still need to hear that that is so true if an 80 year old man would go to his kiddos his daughters and say that it's powerful mm. yeah. so we're going to take a break but we're going to start, start a story here and you're going to hear the end of it john eldridge goes to a wedding with his wife and it was one of those times guys see if this sounds familiar he didn't really want to go she didn't want to go they didn't really want to go with one another they go to the wedding they're at the wedding he kind of starts feeling sorry for himself he neanders off by himself and he says to himself, I'm either going to end up in a bar tonight by myself or I'm going to go back to a hotel and watch TV by myself. How many times have you been in that situation where you didn't want to be with your wife, she didn't want to be with you, and you just said, you know what, screw it. But something happened to John while he was out by himself. And we're going to pick up that in the next segment and we're going to hear about what happened. And I can tell you this, that scenario is the micro, just a micro shot of all of our lives and when we have a right 
opportunity to fight for our wife. And we're going to come back in the next segment and hear what John did and how what we can do in our life on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and unfortunately final segment of today's show of Solid Steps Radio. We hope you would love uh, to come back and hear this show in its entirety. Go to our podcast on Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear this show in its entirety, commercial-free. We're on week four, last segment of four weeks worth of covering the book Wild at Heart. And last segment, I talked about a wedding that John and Stacy he writes about in his book they went to, and things were not going too well at the wedding. They were separate. He was over here moping and pouting, and she was over by himself, all kinds of things running through their mind. And, and he, he recognizes, you know, Satan is moving in here, and there's, this, there's hurt, there's disappointment. And he says, this is what my wife was, was going through her mind. He's disappointed in me. No wonder why. Look at all these other beautiful women. I feel fat and ugly. And Eldridge himself was going, this is what's going through his mind. I'm so tired of battling for our marriage. How I wish we could just start over. It wouldn't be that hard. You know, there are other options. Maybe look at all these other beautiful women. And he says, I was tempted to either go back to our hotel room and just watch TV, or I'm going to wind up at a bar. But then he heard another voice, and the voice was, you go back to that reception, and you go back in there and ask your wife to dance with you. That's a beauty to rescue. That's fighting for your wife. Well, that that is that's a a great segue into this next next piece but what a hard decision <laughs> to decide to go back in there to to number one make up your mind and then take that first step towards and 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 go a hail mary we're gonna see if i haven't made such a buffoon of myself already by walking away because of all the things you're overcoming, you're overcoming, you know, pride, you're overcoming embarrassment. Oh, embarrassment. And then fear, you know, and fear is the core of all these things, of course. Yeah, Jeff, you have thoughts? Well, you know, Kurt, it says um, in the book that where you were just reading, it says, words began to rise from my heart. Jesus, come and rescue me. Mm. It, it just reminds me of the fact that quite honestly, we're every day in this battle. Every day. Uh, you know, there, there's not just a one-time moment where we were fixed and now we've become warriors and lovers that are covering our wives. But, but every day it's in those small choices. And, and it's, um, we're just very needy. And, and that is a prayer I think that all of us could benefit greatly from is just in those moments where, quite honestly, we're shying away from intimacy that we would say, Jesus, come and rescue me and show me what to do because there's an assault at play here. There's an attack of the enemy. The enemy's always trying to divide and conquer. And Jesus wants to, to, to unite and strengthen. So I love what John did. You know, he goes back in and asks his wife to dance. And for the remainder of the reception, the two of them are just having a wonderful time and intimacy returns into their relationship and it's a beautiful thing you know he describes you know this oneness that's happening on the dance floor for the next two hours it is just this glorious thing but he he had to go through that that temptation and that conflict in his mind and 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 he had to go back Bert what you what you talked about earlier he had to swallow his pride 
and go, I, I've got to go back in there. That is my wife. That is my bride. That is my lady. Right. And I'm going to fight for her. Do, do, do I deserve this is another question coming to the man. Do I deserve to go back in there and have her forgive me and let me allow her to take her in my arms and to dance? Because I have just wronged her so many times and the, the, the stones of accusation and the, the accusing of the enemy and the things that I pile upon myself, my unworthiness, thank God I can go to him. I can ask the Holy Spirit to come in. Otherwise, there's just, there's just not enough reason to get up and get off the floor again. It takes sacrifice. Wow, yeah. I think also in that situation, I think we think as men to, to go in and, and have the battle to fight, we want to hit a bunch of home runs. Home run, home run, home run, home run. It's really a lot of singles. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a lot, lot of doubles. It's a lot of singles. His single there was go back in, hit another single, hey, engaging. It's a bunch of singles, really. It's not a bunch of home runs. And in how many moments in your life are you faced with what John was faced with and we go the other direction? Well, and, and many times uh, we guys, because I've done enough counseling over the years with boatloads of people, you, you go back into a situation like this and you say, I'm sorry. And the wife, many times, because it's happened so many times, she gives you the stiff arm. Yeah. And, 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 you, and then you have to you have to go again. I mean, it's, it's truly humbling yourself in a, in a dramatic way. You know, the Bible says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he will exalt you in, in due season. Sometimes it doesn't happen right that moment, but we have to continue to pr- pursue. I, I think that concept, one of the terms I like to use is profound humility. Mm. And it just opens the door to such beautiful opportunities. And I, I think this is one of the battles that we men face uh, in, in regard to connecting with our wives. Will we be vulnerable? Will we be transparent? Will we allow ourselves to show weakness? Um, and that's, that's where I love him, just hearing the voice of Jesus. He knew the man he wanted to be, but deep inside there was that drawing to just take a passive route. And instead he stood up and he did what he was supposed to do. He romanced his wife. And it was a beautiful evening that the two of them still, you know, look back on with fond memory. You know, I, many times I think when I hear a, a story like this and the guy goes back and maybe it, it didn't, you know, she gives him another stiff arm. And he, then he says he just goes back to the hotel room. He's going to watch TV. He's not going to go to the bar and go get drunk, but he's just going to go back and watch TV. And in his mind, he's going to rationalize. And he's going to say, well, I tried. I tried. She just, she, just, she just won't warm up to me. She just won't. Mm-hmm. And, and yet the Lord is asking and calling us, no, it's, it's, it's not once, it's not twice. I mean, it's continually pursuing them, mm-hmm. ongoing. It's a daily battle. Guys, where, where are the sages? Where are the, old, the old-timers that might have done this right and can lead us? Are there those guys out there? There are, but there's not a lot of them. Bert, I was hoping it was you. <laughs> we have to, you know, I, I, think, I, I think we have to go to pastors, um, church leaders, but sometimes it's, it's not the pastors and church leaders. It's the person 
who's out there, who's doing it day in and day out. They're not this rock star, superstar person, but they have truly walked with humility before God and before their wife and family. And we, we've got to find them. And we have to ask God, Lord, show me. Yeah. Show me who the man is that I can learn from. And, and, and Eldridge is a, is a perfect example. We don't, I don't know John Eldridge personally, but we can learn from the great sages of, of old and, and uh, from their writings. And, we, and we, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, show me. Who can I connect with? You know, I think um, for us men, if we don't allow Jesus uh, to, to really fine-tune our hearts on a daily basis, then quite honestly, we're destined to become bitter old men. And bitter old men have bitter old marriages. And I just think it's so key every day, letting Jesus come in, adjust us, correct mm-hmm. us, lead us, show us how we can step into the battle for our wives and for our own hearts. Because if we're not leading out of a healed heart, then we will not find our wives having a healed heart in our marriages, having that true intimacy. That's good. And so, you know what, Jeff, uh, thank you guys for coming in. We're going to ask the Lord right now. I'm going to ask you to pray and ask God to just help us as men, that very prayer. Yes, let's do that. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we humble ourselves before you, almighty God, recognizing that you are the healer of our hearts, that you're the one that heals broken hearts. All of our hearts have been broken somewhere along the way through the sinfulness of this world we live in. But Jesus, your promise is to heal the broken heart, to remove the wounds so that we might be healers through your love, your grace, your goodness. Lord, help us to be the men you've called us to be, seeing our wives with your eyes, calling them out, pursuing them, loving them intentionally on a daily basis seeing our daughters, seeing those around us, Lord, that just need a touch of your grace and love. Lord, help us to be those men. Rescue us, Jesus, that we might rescue and see others for your glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' strong name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Bert, for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank Thank you you. all. You know, that story about Eldridge where it ended well that night, it began with Jesus. He heard Jesus' voice. He, he, he heard that prompting. And so let's not forget, guys, that was a, an opportunity to, to not fight the battle. And if you ask anyone, who, hey, who committed the first sin? Almost everyone will want to say, well, it was Eve. She ate the fruit. But the truth of the matter is, it was not Eve. It was really Adam. Because he was told by God what to do and what not to do. And then God created Eve. And it said in there that Adam was with her when she was doing all this. Adam didn't fight for her at that moment. He did not engage her. Now, I'm not saying sin would have never entered the world. I'm just saying that you got to engage. And so go back in from the wedding and, and <laughs> at the party and engage your wife and ask her to dance. Mm. So we're going to take a break. And actually, we're not going to take a break. We're going to end this fourth and final segment. I wish we were having another one, but we're not. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And we appreciate that on Solid Steps Radio.